lot better than the cutting edge. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Nothing beats the cutting edge. Um, Where's that on this list? The cutting edge. It's so got to no, get some retroactive. Yeah. Where's the cutting retro- edge with Moira? I can't remember her last name. And but but um also I think I really liked that they went in hard with the racial element in King Richard. Okay. I really felt like to watch these black girls just, I mean, there's a scene at the end that is so moving. It's so touching. It's like, it's like Coda. I mean, it's like, Oh my Mm. God, are you really going to do this to me? (laughs) And it's beautiful. And you really get it. And like when, the scene went, oh my God, Anshu Ellis is putting in, she's doing, Ven- you know, Venus is known for that when she was younger with the, with the braids, with the beads, right. you know, like mm-hmm. when you think of Venus Williams, you think of that famous hair, right? Yeah. Well, that wasn't, she didn't always have that look. She does it for this one time and her, her mom, it's the most beautiful scene. I hope it's her Oscar clip. Okay. I hope they show clips. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no, it's just like... knew Ellis, if you're listening, I thought you were amazing in it. You made my... just. I, I just loved when you were doing those girls' hair. I thought every black girl can relate to this scene right okay. here. Okay. And so, yeah, it, it just... When I saw the trailer for it, it kind of like went to the, like, you know, not on my watch list. And then yeah. it got nominated for a bunch of Oscars. I was like, well, maybe there's something there there. But I was like, I just have this impression... From when I no, saw no. the trailer. And and I would say I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Okay. Because I thought the same mm-hmm. thing. It was one of the last ones I watched. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad we covered it. Yeah. All right. With four nominations, I'm just going to name all four because we've covered a lot of these already. Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, and Nightmare Alley. <sighs> Don't Look Up. It sounds like we're all on board yeah. with... No. Just can it. No. Get it out of here. Uh, drive my car. We do have... Uh, uh, it's, it's I guess beautiful. No, oh, actually, I, I, I want to bring up, before we jump to that, I want to talk about, like, I think the Academy, and Don't Look Up is, is it a good example of this, they have a tendency to nominate things that have already been nominated before. I think they like repeat nominations, mm-hmm. which is why oh. I, Nightmare Alley is another one. Where oh, it's like, because I Del Toro's think, one best picture. Yeah, I think they're trying to like legitimize their earlier choices a little bit. Be like, and this one's good too, guys. Like, uh-huh. it yeah. feels like they do that a lot. So like, yeah, because uh, like Shape look- of Water, like it's fine, but was it best picture? Well, it won, and so now they have to be like, and he still and makes he good still movies. Everybody look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I call it legacy nominations because they just keep doing like, and I mean, you know, maybe Spielberg's another one where they're just like, mm-hmm. he's good. We we got this. Like. And I think, but but Nightmare Alley and Don't Look Up are both those where it's like, I think they're just like nervous that people are going to forget and they want to have that story of like, oh, this person's been nominated this many times. Like they just want to keep yeah, writing that. I don't know. That's It's just a pattern I've, I've noticed. Absolutely. But, okay, Drive My Car. I like Drive My Car quite a bit. Uh, I did too. It's no uh, parasite as far as like, this is a slam dunk movie, five stars, but it's like, it's very good. It's very, it's very intellectual. It's very, um, you know, very solemn. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever read Haruki Murakami? Oh, is it based on a Marconi book? Yeah. Yeah. Hipsters like, author du jour I, yeah. I mean i love him and like his story not saying that it, it's I'm like they're back not in high good, school but right now. it's yeah. just you know just, every coffee shop hipster like, i know but i feel like his so his books have like a very certain feel to them they make you feel a certain thing yeah. and that it's in the movie to me like i let i finished that movie and was like well that felt like a murakami story yeah. which i to me feels remarkable that like something so slight as just like a person losing a lover and then like rehearsing a play and talking with people right could still feel like have all that have that author's signature things you know i enjoyed it a lot i just felt like it could have been like trimmed down a little bit i just felt like they could have been a little like yeah maybe i 40 minute prologue 
40 minutes before the title credits show. Yeah. What is this, I the was, good, the bad, and the ugly uh, or something? I was I was thinking this is like the Ari Aster problem where it's like, we don't need to see... Oh, 20 like, minutes. Yeah, yeah, like, lob it off. We don't need to see it. Uh, maybe, I think, I'm with you, like, you could have cut those 40 minutes and just, like, fix that with a stitch of dialogue here and there. Or, like... Again, I, I hate to say it, but like all the driving, like I, I well, I think that's, I get it that that was part of like the. It's not called sit in my car. It's called drive my car. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's he he listens. So in the movie, he listens to a tape recording that his wife did of Uncle Vanya lines, but with Uncle Vanya removed, so that he could rehearse his his lines during that time. And he listens to it anyway all the time. And he talks. There's a line in it where he's telling the new Uncle Vanya character he's like you have to just give over to the script you have to just let it take over for you and then you'll understand the character and so to me all the driving and listening to the uncle vanya lines was like him having to give over like it's about <sighs> giving up that control you know what i'm I saying yes <laughs> i liked it a lot so i don't know it's not gonna win i was gonna say well tune in next year when i have the tie-breaking decision on this <laughs> i know i i no one saw the worst person in the world, right? No. Sadly, no. I've heard great things though. It's, it's done just, by a Trier. It's like Lars von Trier's like third cousin or something uh-huh. who directed it. How about it. that? Um, I loved it. I felt like we already went over this, maybe. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But we touched on it. I felt like, to me, that was like kind of stuck with me after I watched it. Okay. And I think not to jump to best actress, but like she should be nominated. Oh, okay. Are we jumping? We still got a couple more of these. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. This, is actually, this is actually good because it's kind of letting us like talk about just nominees on genre raw instead of a specific category. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. So, uh, yeah, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Nightmare Alley all had four. With three, we have Being the Ricardos. We've covered that one. Goodness. Coda. I think we know our feelings on Coda. Yeah. Uh, Encanto. I didn't see that one. I the Pixar either. one, DreamWorks. Oh, it's wonderful. It should be nominated for Best Picture. All right, there we go. Flea, which is streaming so, on Hulu or something, and I tried to watch it because I hear it's fantastic. It's great. It's on Hulu. But you didn't like it? No, I I wanted to watch it. I, I haven't. I didn't. I think get a it's on Hulu. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It, okay, okay, real okay. feet here. It. Well, Can I tell? Real feet. Okay. It's yeah. nominated for first time ever best documentary, best animated I film. I saw that because it's an animated documentary, and it's nominated for international feature film. Wow! What yeah. a, what it's a, a foreign animated documentary documentary wow and so it's the first time that's ever happened and i think that that is so incredible and it's lgbtq focused oh i didn't what? realize i'm watching it tonight what's it about <laughs> right after west side story yeah <laughs> it's a big gay night <laughs> well you've um, had a gay day so. yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> where's my wine um <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a it's not an easy watch. Mm. It's about really being smuggled out of a country and it, into another. Okay. Um, it's it's about a man's journey in that. It's in many ways it's kind of a a simple story about very complex things. Um, and it's beautiful oh, you're and really really well done. Yeah, that that was one that I'm I'm actually like a little sad that I didn't watch that before the podcast. Yeah, oh. it just it looked right up my alley. All right, I'm, let's pause it. Let's watch it real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made time for Belfast. Uh, so we got Flea, uh, Licorice Pizza. We got one PTA. Uh, hey, I'm I've heard this hater. is like more adjacent to like uh, Inherent Vice, which and is that the was the like one, one that, that I like. Well, no, the the one that I love is There Will Be Blood. Of course, the one that I like is inherent vice yeah so i'm willing to give licorice pizza a shot licorice pizza i can't think of like one substantial thing in that movie but i had a hell of a time watching it like was there a a moral to the movie i have no idea (laughs) what are what are your feelings on paul thomas anderson movies darren i really enjoy him okay i think as i've gotten older 
this one hit me a little differently. And I think that when I watched it, this being me, like, this is very real right now. Because it's a podcast and, you know, like, here we are. Like, I'm just a person. I'm just a person. But um, You're just a I really, really liked it. I really, really, really liked it when I saw it. And then I spoke to a good friend of mine who listens to this podcast. Just for and, Baxter. <laughs> no. Um, and she kind of, I don't know, I saw things about it that I didn't really see. Okay. about being male and like versus being female or just as a male male filmmaker filmmaker okay oh and i was like oh and i just kind of was it affected me what she said it it i i i what did she say i i don't want to just just the I don't want to put words in her mouth. Okay. But what was your takeaway? My takeaway was that I felt a little like, oh God, like this filmmaker that I've loved for so long might have kind of a narrow view of certain things. And he's married to Maya Rudolph. He's the most broad minded person ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's settle down over there. And uh, no, I, I, she pretty I, much. I had another friend that was like, I'm just done with this story. See, to me, that's a little odd because like I, this story just seems so like oddly specific. And I, and I viewed it as when I watched, I was like, I, it's a love letter to, I'm from San Diego. So I'm from Southern California. I I thought I, I was, I, I loved the period. I loved all the places that they went. I was very, I almost looked at it kind of nostalgically. Like my mother has talked about. And, and gas, almost for you. I, I was going to say, and that's strike. no doubt how Paul Thomas Anderson went into making the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a love letter. To, and like, his I thought Alana Haim was, was just fantastic. I, I really enjoyed her performance. Some people talk snub. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I thought I th- she was yeah. great. I th- For being like a non-professional actress. Uh, to me, she seemed like she'd yeah, been doing the, this forever. Absolutely. Okay. And, um, and the, 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 the Hoffman boy, too. He was good. And, and really, the thing that really kind of bothered me that I actually didn't... The couldn't, Hoffman boy. <laughs> that I couldn't vocalize... That I all that all of a sudden I was like, oh, I was kind of bothered by that. Mm. Was that kiss at the end? I haven't seen mm. it, so I don't know, but I believe you. I didn't because so much has been said about like the age difference. Well, so I read a review and and like I haven't quite. I want to see the movie again, looking at it through this lens. But I read a review by Dave Weigel, who's like a political guy, but he watches a lot of movies. And he, he said that it's mapping that arc because the Hoffman boy's fifteen, yeah, and, and uh, she's twenty five, and they, like they make a point to say that she's twenty five a couple times, uh, and it's mapping that arc between feeling like you can do anything and your life is over, and because like she's twenty five and she's like, oh, I'm done, I'm an old, I'm an old maid at this point, and he's like young guy he feels like the 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 world is his oyster that he can do anything and like it's it's about that divide okay uh and i want to watch it again with that lens i i under i i i understand that sentiment but um it's it it's it's uh, throughout the whole thing i was like oh gosh i hope they don't Oh, this is great. Okay, they're not going to go down this road. Okay, mm. they're not doing. It. And then at the end, I was like, "Oh fuck!" It settles for the simple, easy. I was like, oh god! And so that, and I really didn't. I wasn't able to vocalize that. And then suddenly, I was like, "Oh, that kind of bo- that did bother me." Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if they could have bumped him up to like eighteen or even nineteen, you know, like eighteen, nineteen, and her down to like 
21. 21. Like, I would have been like, oh, that's fine, whatever. But you're fine We've with call all me done by your name? something like that. You call me by your name. You know, it's <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I get that. Like, I, 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 I'm a person. I was, I was young once. You know, like, you, I. 15, especially boys. And, like, they don't shy away from making him look like a puberty ridden golem. Yeah, yeah. Well, really? men go through it, you know, younger. So. Yeah, but, or, but her being yeah, twenty, later. and, it's, and it's, I loved her character. I thought, I thought, I thought, I really enjoyed it. But I did have um, reservations. I had reservations about it, and I loved. I again, I loved the. I loved the production design. I loved the look of it. Oh, he's I was, good at en- that. I was enchanted by it. It like it. It's... Bradley Cooper should have been nominated for supporting actor. It's a great. The scene in the van that... is absolute laugh out loud funny. And like that, that's a really good like it, it of just like absurdist comedy. Because like, is there a moral to like the the, the like Bradley Cooper like no. storyline? Am I entertained like start to finish a hundred percent? And like, I just have trouble like recommending a movie that like. I feel like doesn't say anything, and yeah. I I really don't feel like the movie said anything. But I mean that I mean that shot of them lying in the waterbed, and it's like I was yeah. like I can't think of a more beautiful it's so shot. Good, like it's it's right up there with the hula hoop scene in Power of the Dog. I mean it's like <laughs> I'll take waterbed over hula hoop. I'll take both on the same night. Hula hoop wow. on a waterbed. Boy. Um, Wait, so uh, we know what his Sniffies account says. <laughs> <laughs> what Sniffies? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> wait, 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 I had, I had, I had a smart thing to say. Fuck. Uh, Better think fast okay, okay. before I say so, another one. So, okay, so is Licorice Pizza a comedy? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think it's a carefree stoner comedy. I think two for adults types of. You know, for adults. I think uh, two genres of film that the Academy Awards have trouble recognizing is comedy and horror. Oh, and so, 100%. They do? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, we've got Don't Look Up on here as like an example of like, we like funny movies too, guys. Look, this is funny. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> The laziest satire ever. I know. Like, oh, that's what I mean. We get jokes. We're funny. Uh, and... I get it. Like humor is very subjective, but like horror movies, there's not a one that got recognized. This well, the year. eyes of Tammy Faye were it was. I mean, the, the hold horrible your makeup horses. You mean with that horrible, horrible makeup? Hold your fucking horses, everyone. We will get to it. Uh, oh boy. Do we have any final thoughts on Licorice Pizza before we move on to? I want to watch it someday. With another, it's, I I recommend watching it. I will. I will. I watch his movies. It's I don't perfect, like but... them in general because they leave me cold. Also with three nominations, The Lost Daughter. We've we've covered, but three nominations. Yeah, I will. I mean, look, I want to be clear. I think it's I I but like you a hate lot Olivia Coleman and Meg <laughs> Gyllenhaal. Ryan told me I might have come in a little hot. I might have come in a little hot. I think that it's a good movie. I liked a lot of things about it. I have some notes. Can I can I backtrack a little bit on that one? No, you can. I'll I'll, I'll thank let you. you. <laughs> uh, also, with three nominations, No Time to Die, uh, the James Bond movie, which yeah. longer than Dune. Just so everyone Jeez, knows, I, really, I yeah. loved it. I thought it was fun. It was okay. I like. I, I kind of thought he should have been nominated. Why are all movies two and a half hours. So now? one, I don't want to say that like I'm a James Bond geek because there's too many people out there who are way geekier about it than I am, and I cannot compete with those people. But so like looking at it through that lens, like the Vesper storyline should have ended with Skyfall. Like the fact that like we're like 15 years out from the Vesper movie, and like we're still getting like images of like Eva Green. I'm like, nobody cares at this point. Nobody wants this. She drowned everybody. We get it, everyone. <laughs> he loves her. Hey. But he's betted like 18 other women since then. He's clearly over it. Heterosexual but... love is complicated. <laughs> and it lasts. They deserve it they lasts. deserve to have their story told. <laughs> So part of me is like, yeah, at the beginning when it's like, oh, he, he goes to Vesper's grave. I'm like, come on. 
No way. Uh, oh, I kind of liked it. it. I had a, I had a little like I was like, oh, <laughs> this is cute. Every James <laughs> Bond, every a hundred percent of James Bond movies are too long. There is not a single Bond movie that's too short. And so, and this was no exception. It's like two hours forty five minutes. Easily could have shaved off like twenty percent. It was perfect for Goodness. my flight to Tucson. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's how I want to watch it. That's it was how, perfect. I, yeah. I, it was, I, it was fit that flight perfectly. So if you fly to Tucson, watch No right. Time to Die and Pause. it fit perfectly. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go we're fly, gonna fly to Tucson, Tucson and real come quick. Back. Yeah. When I, what was the other one you cried at? What, coming back. Or on oh a different flight. Oh my god, mass. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to you were going to say mask for some reason. And Dowd. Mask with Cher. With yes. Cher and yeah. Sam Elliott. Oh, mask. Sam Elliott. Okay, I'll watch, thing. I'll watch uh, No Time to Die on the way down and then Mass on the way back. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with No Time to Die getting the technical nomination. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was yeah. a, and it a always finely best crafted song. film. The Bond song always yeah, the wins song, best song. The, the, I thought her song was Billie Eilish great. was a perfect, like, like Bond singer. Like, the, Is that who sings this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give it to oh, it's a, It it's always a, wins. It's a good song. Yeah, it slaps. You know. They always do. <laughs> it slaps. Throw well, in... it, it's the key. Like, the, the tonality yeah, of that they, Bond they're song. They're all the same. They're all the fucking same. I mean, really, who should have won it was Garbage. I know! <laughs> we are on... We were yes. on the same page with that. Yeah, that was a great one. That that is the best Bond theme song. Uh, that was the um, second one, right? The uh, that was the one with uh, the second. Oh uh, yeah, the second Pierce Brosnan one. Third, third, third. Tomorrow never dies. The world is not enough. Golden Eye. Yeah, it's they, they not, did it for yeah, the world yeah. is not enough. Right. Golden Eye. Madonna. Tomorrow never dies. World is not enough. Die another day. Die Another the, Day was Madonna. That was yeah. Madonna. Yeah. That, that was uh, not Tina good. Turner was Golden Eye. Right. Cheryl Crow oh. was uh, Tomorrow oh Never Dies. You guys are my bar trivia team for <laughs> um, uh, bar, James Bond themes. And then Chris Cornell was Casino Royale. Yep. And then Jack White and Alicia Keys for oh, Quantum right. of Solace. God, you guys are good at this. And then... Uh, uh, Sam Adele Smithell for Skyfall. Skyfall. Sam Smith. Sam Smith for written on the <laughs> written in the wind. <laughs> written on the wind for Spectrum. Specter. Specter. Speculum. Speculum. Uh, yeah. Oh God! You try to name the singers for the uh, uh, Roger Moore years, you will die. Uh, 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 Paul McCartney uh, for, for "Live and Let Die." Let die. Carly yeah. Simon for "No One Does It Better." Yes. Which Good. movie? That's, Live, that's not the name Octopussy. of the movie. No. From. Die, no time to die. <laughs> spy die who me. loved me. The spy who loved me. The spy who loved me. Damn it. Uh, uh, we've got so, Goldfinger, uh, Shirley Bassey. Shirley, that, that, and which was Diamonds the, which Are was Forever. Tom Jones. Cannon. No, he did. Uh, no, Diamonds did, Are oh, Forever. No, he did Shirley Bassey. He did Thunderball. Yeah. The, Shirley the, Bassey is she. She's the she only one that did it twice. She did it three times. Yeah. Oh, she did uh, Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the first like Bond song, Goldfinger, Shirley Bassey, Thunderball was Tom Jones. <sighs> this is fun. I'm really loving this. <laughs> this is a good tangent. <laughs> so after Thunderball, this is where I get tripped up because I bel- I, I I get the order mixed up because I think. It was You Only Live Twice with Nancy Sinatra. Oh. Then it was the George Lazenby one, which didn't have a singer. It had this cool sort of organ-y version. Mm. Uh, Then they had Diamonds Are Forever, Shirley Bassey. Diamonds Are Forever. 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 Then we get into the more years. Live and Let Die. Right. Then it's The Man with the Golden Gun. Who did that? That's not Shirley Bassey? No. I believe it was Lulu. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, God, it gets hard from here. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me, give me a movie. So af- after Man with a Golden Gun comes The Spy Who Loved Me. Which we That's just... the Carly Simon. Right, yeah. yeah. Then I believe it is View to... Not, not View to a Kill. It's uh, For Your Eyes Only. Oh, that's eyes only. oh, that's Sheila Easton. E- uh, Sh- Sheila, Sheila, yeah, Sheila e- Easton. Easton, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Then is nominated. O- then is Octopussy. 
And that is What's that song? <laughs> Octopussy. <laughs> Octopussy. <laughs> I believe it's... Oh, how your arms entice (laughs) me with your octopussy. My octopussy teacher. (laughs) Oh, God. Teach me, octopussy teacher. I believe it was Rita Coolidge who sang the octopusy theme Rita song. Rita Coolidge. Oh yeah. yeah. Jennifer Coolidge's uh great sister. Aunt. Grant great aunt. Really? No. Oh, that's fun. Fun uh, facts that are real. Octopussy, and then I believe we're in View to a Kill. Duran Duran. That oh, that one's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you like that orchestra hit sample. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's the last of the more years. Then we're in. I feel like I m- may have missed one, so forgive me, Bond nerds out there. Uh, then we got the uh, what's his face? You missed Moonraker, but we already talked about it. So. Oh yeah, Moonraker was between Octopussy Pierce. and uh, Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. Um. No, it's it's the one guy who only did two movies. Yeah. Oh um um. Uh, I Timothy say, Dalton. Timothy Tim- Dalton. I want to yeah. say Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Dalton. <laughs> The first one was License to Kill, which was done by AHA. Oh, I don't know wow. that one. Yeah. And then the next one was <sighs> License to Kill. Oh, no. The first one was Living Daylights. That one was AHA. Then it was License to Kill. That was Gladys Knight. Mm. Mm, what's the name of that song? Probably License to Kill or something. Oh, okay. Then we're into the Brosnan years. License to Love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then yeah. And then, then, then we're into I think, parts we've already I think we got them all. That was really good. Yeah. I'm really proud of you two. Yeah, those more years. It, it's like trying to name the presidents like... In the 1800s? Yeah, <laughs> like, like before Lincoln and after like John Quincy Adams. Like <laughs> nobody knows them. I don't know. Bond movies are like presidents. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so that was no time to die. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about the uh, Oscars. Also with three nominations was The Tragedy of Macbeth. I heard it's good. I heard it's fine. I loved it. Yeah, really? I heard, yeah, I heard it was good. If you don't like Shakespeare and you're like, oh my God, the idea of like sitting and watching Shakespeare is horrifying. I like Macbeth as one of the plays too. Like it's one of my favorite. It's, it's nice because it's short. Like it, it's a digestible yeah. and it's, Shakespeare. It's fairly easy to follow. Yeah. And they shoot it so I mean, talk about a stylistic like interpretation. Best cinematography. And production design. And it deserves both those nominations. It is so the it feels like a play. And yet it feels very cinematic. Um, I like that. The woman that plays the, the, you know, the witches or the weird sisters or the, the, they're always kind of called the Toil, 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 toil and bubble. It's one woman that does it. And she is. Wait, all three or it's just. She is all three. Okay. Is it Bernadette Peters? I always thought she'd be good at that. It's Bernadette Peters in her star-making film debut. Wow. She gets to play Forget a witch again. Forget about Pennies from Heaven. Here she is, folks. No. Wait a minute. Am I am I mixing up Hamlet? Is this Toil Toil? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. She is... Her name... It's uh, Catherine Hunter. Okay. She's a British stage actress. She's so good in it. I was like, I would love it if Anne Dowd, Anne Dowd from Mass. I don't know if anyone knows. A snub, if anybody's snub. listening. Anne Dowd, Mary Kay Place, and Catherine Hunter. <laughs> Mary don't, Kay, don't oh forget, my uh, God, don't, don't start me on don't that forget, Diane uh, movie. Don't forget uh, uh, from Clemency. Uh, Alfred uh, Woodard. Alfred Woodard. <laughs> Alfred That's Woodard. the movie I was thinking of earlier. Not oh, Clemency was good. Clemency. Yeah. They made a sequel? of No, Souvenir, oh. not of Clemency. <laughs> <laughs> How could they make They a... brought her back from the dead. <laughs> she's, still, she's still working in that prison. 
Do these women know how much they mean to me? <laughs> like, I don't uh, know. No, yeah. Anyway, Alfre Woodard. We've got Alfre Woodard. Uh, Bernadette Peters. Bernadette Peters. <laughs> no, Catherine Hunter. Mary Kay Place. Mary, Mary Kay, Kay Place. <laughs> I love Mary Kay Place. Oh, my God. No, she's great. Did you see, uh, I, I know we've, we've touched this. Did you see Lady Dynamite where she plays Maria Bamford's mom? Yes. Yeah, she's real good in that. She's great in that. Anyway. Uh, all right. So now. Okay. Uh, so that was good. Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. Ethan, well, Ethan Cohen doing it on his own. Yeah, solo. Uh, yeah. Or Joel. Joel. Joel doing it on his own. Not Ethan. He wasn't there. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then with two nominations, we're going to we're gonna have some feelings on this one, I, I feel. So. Uh, not this first one, Cruella. It's got like costume and makeup. I think good for it. I, I, good for it. Like it deserves both of those yeah, nominations. I'm fine she with was, all those things. Great. Yeah, from the director of Itania. Hey. Yeah, I I enjoyed Cruella. I thought it was fun. I thought it was weird to have her ice skating, but I mean, what do I know? Yeah, Cruella in the. It was weird to have Cruella ice skating in the Tanya Harding outfit. <laughs> You're right. They like they put and it looked like to me that they were just like CGIing Emma Stone's well, yeah, face in the Cruella makeup on. It, it's really weird that a Dalmatian broke Cruella's knee with a crowbar. It was weird. <laughs> like that was a little odd. But I mean, it makes sense in the context of the movie. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. But congratulations on its yeah. two nominations. Good job, Corolla. I, also, I, I haven't seen it, but I also like Emma Stone a lot. I think she's a it's very fun. talented it, actress. It's, and if you know the... Like, I love the animated film. I think it's actually beautiful. Like, the animation's beautiful. And I think Cruella is a, like, fantastic character. And, I mean, if you know anything about Cruella, it's like Tulula Bankhead. It's just a great... Going close. Glenn in the part she was born to play, let's be real. <laughs> and that's where she should have got her Oscar. I mean, uh, well, actually, fuck it. She probably should have won her Oscar for that. Uh, with two nominations comes in, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Can we finally talk about this? Let, all right, we can't avoid it anymore. Jesus Christ, Matt. <sighs> that she makeup, might win. He, 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 she that, might win. So here we go. Here, here, here's my bomb. She's my choice to win. Fuck for best you! Actress. What are you talking about? She's, I oh one one. It's I'm, a it's I'm, a biopic, oh. so it's like it's already like in that like stratosphere. Can you give me more wine. <laughs> I'm leaving. This is ridiculous. Sorry, I'm just being dramatic. Are you actually out of wine? Oh yeah. What yeah. Is it? Uh, no, the bottle's empty. You want to open another? You can grab another from the wine rack. Okay. Yeah. This will give me a time to say my piece while Ryan's. No, I gotta get. <laughs> No, any of them's fine. Oh, don't do the reserve one. Top left. I'm saving that for a special occasion. The dusty one, guys. Yeah. What special occasion is that? Uh, let, let me see the label. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, that one's fine. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Miller. Uh, no, it's... Uh, Where's your wine opener? Uh, should be in the silverware drawer. Yeah. right? Yeah. Are you going to edit this out? Of course not. No, oh I'm not, no! I'm literally not editing so, all right. One, we all know the biopics get 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 favoritism in these these acting categories. So that that bumps her up. I'm not necessarily saying that Jessica Chastain was the best acted role or or, or or performance, but we're putting it in that echelon because it's a biopic. But I actually think the movie hangs on the performance of the two leads. This really could have been like a campy disaster, and it's not. And like, it, it's really about just like two people. And if 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 they hadn't got as talented of actors as Andrew Garfield and I, Jessica Chastain, I don't think the movie would have worked. I agree. I think that she does a very good job, but I think that. She's hindered by not a very good movie and hindered by a makeup job. But that, that's how Tammy Faye looks. But I didn't need. Hold on. I didn't need. Okay. No, you opted out of this conversation, No, I wanted, I wanted so bad. You wanted wine she, more than to talk about this movie. The makeup is wearing her. 
It's bad makeup. It's I, I don't know why I it's know nominated. I know that Tammy had a round face. I didn't need Jessica to have a round no, face. No. I could have been okay without that. But... No, the, but the makeup is part of like why people lampoon Tammy. Feel no, like no, that's no, fine. No, no, not I'm that talking makeup. about her jowls. I'm, I'm talking about the like the structural yeah. change of her face. Was I don't know. Really, she, just she looks like the lady in the radiator from Eraserhead. It's she does look like bad that. makeup. Yeah. Like it's I'm not bad. talking about her eyelashes and like that Tammy oh, face. That's all fine. Yeah. That's great. Okay, that was wonderful. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about like like the. There's like prosthetics to me. The make her- prosthetics, like her cheek stuff. I was like, Jessica could have just been her normal face with yes, with Tammy Faye makeup on, and I would be like, that's fine, I get it. And see, this is where I get to pull out that uh, Kristen Stewart pin. Is because they didn't do anything besides put her hair, give her a wig, and like some blue contacts in. Well, we all they, know a wig can make a performance. <laughs> yeah, they're not trying to make <laughs> her Says look. Says Yeah, they're not trying to make her look like Princess Diana, but she embodies Princess yeah. Diana by through gestures and I don't know acting. Oh no! See, I thought Jessica Chastain like she nailed the laugh. Of Tammy Faye. No, she, she's fine. She, she she's no, fine. Uh, she's better than fine. I just like, want to say, I think she really got to like the spirit of Tammy Faye in this <sighs> performance. I just want to point out all of these lead actresses who are nominated, who I could have. Hold on. <sighs> all of these lead. We're not going to talk nominees. about the category as a whole just yet. <laughs> Oh, oh we God. aren't. I don't we're, know. We're, we're oh talking about God. Tammy we're on our, These poor people Stop that are listening me. to this. <laughs> we're talking just about the eyes of Tammy Faye, independently of the category. <laughs> I don't know. Pod Daddy. <laughs> okay, it's fine. I think she's. I think she's fine. I actually kind of liked the movie because I love Tammy Faye. I love thinking about her. And I think the movie did a serviceable job as a biopic that starts at the beginning and goes to the end. But I just wanted to watch. I just the documentary. To tell everyone, Let's watch the documentary. Watch the, it yeah. just hits all the same beats that the documentary it, it does. Hits every, and maybe it's that I haven't seen the documentary since oh you know my around the time. That, no, no, I have seen it. It's just I haven't seen it since around the time I saw West Side Story. So like okay. it's not oh, okay. fresh in my mind. But I don't remember being a lot of the smaller details. Like ha, you don't remember walking away and being like. Ooh, the boat. <laughs> I don't remember how like she was like shunned from her church as a child. I think that's a new thing that uh, was like added. I and after she might have talked about it in the documentary, but she, yeah, I don't remember that either. A- after I saw the movie, I listened to uh, uh, an interview with Jessica Chastain on Kitty Couric's podcast, and she talked about how when she was doing uh, the press junket for Zero Dark Thirty. That it's like just this movie about revenge and vengeance and blah blah blah, and like on a plane she watched the documentary The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and she said it was just like this like loving balm, uh, uh, like while doing like while still kind of like being in the Zero Dark Thirty mode, okay, and like that triggered her love of Tammy Faye and became like obsessed with her at that point. And so like, this has been like a passion project of oh, Jessica yeah. Chastain. It's taken like, for, like seven years yeah. for this movie to be made. And yeah. I give her all of the props. She will probably win. No, I am. I'm because she got, she winning. was a surprise. The, she won the SAG award. Yeah. I saw this. It was and, a big deal. And I just feel like, it's the type She's, of movie that the Academy likes, the biopic where we can compare it. And I think that she kind of knocked it out of the park. Like, it, like I, makeup uh, aside, I think she embodied the she role. She's good. No, I'm, I'm not, I liked her better than Olivia Coleman, I'll tell you that. But Wow. I can't fired. believe these words but, are being uttered right I now. I don't love Olivia Coleman. There, I said it. I think she's Whoa. fine. Whoa. I think she's fine. Whoa, Ryan. Don't, don't say things. Shots fired. Don't, Shots don't, fired. Don't say things you can't take back. <laughs> I one, I didn't even like the favorite, and I am all for Olivia Coleman winning the Academy me Award. Me too. I like her. Like the, I, the she favorite, was much better than I, that movie. I feel like you need to rewatch that movie because it actually gets better. Yorgos's direction drives me crazy in that movie. Like we have great performances and great actresses in that movie, and his direction ruins so much of it. 
but and it, it, it's not isolated to the favorite. I've had this like long-standing feeling about Yorgos. Wow. Can I can I just go on record real fast to keep it to Tammy Faye that uh, it? I mean, I, I, as, I'm, I'm an atheist. I was gonna say as a known like religious religion hater. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big atheist. I'm a bi- I'm very anti-religion. I love Tammy Faye, and you know what it is? If you go on TV in the '80s. And have a gay man on with HIV and say like we should love him. Like yeah, I want to. You my get sh- a lot of passes in my book. That yeah. goes a long way that, for me. That was like the bravest thing. That I'm you could not do. questioning Tammy Faye's like. No, I, I'm just saying but, I love. But, Tam- I just want to go on record saying I love Tammy Faye. I, I, <laughs> I do I mean, too. I the, the documentary is I I adore if we had, that documentary. If yeah, we had more Tammy Faye's and less Jim Bakers or or Jerry Falwells or Pat Robinsons, like I don't think that you specifically Ryan would have as much problem with religion. Oh no, yeah. If every time you went to church, it was filled with Tammy Faye's, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> you'd, you'd go to church. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I get that. I just, I don't know. I thought Jessica Chastain nailed it, and I think it's the type of she movie. Is, she is good. That... And you know what? It's, it's, here's, here's my other thing. Are we talking about Best Actress yet? We're talking about The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Fuck! Okay. All right, well, then I have nothing to say right now. All right. We'll move on to another movie that happens to be in the same category Parallel Mothers. Okay. Got two nominations. What were the two nominations? One was Best Actress. Right. The other. An original score. Oh, that's yeah. a little boring. But uh, I liked Paramount. I mean, yeah. listen, a, a mediocre Almodovar movie is still better yeah. than like 90%, 90% of movies. 90% of yeah. anything you'll ever watch in your whole it's life. It's great. It was well, fine. Ryan and I went down to uh, what, the, the Arclight. Arclight. Yeah. And it's like in the first, when the, the title credits are rolling, and I'm just like, I'm in capable hands. Yes. Like, this is a movie. Like, like the title credits, I'm like, this is an Almodovar movie. He's fantastic. I mean, like, even, yeah, even as. Well, I, I always have to star this because it's like some of those '80s movies. Those early ones are rough. rough. <laughs> but like once you get to like the 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 '90s stuff on, yeah, any of those, pick one. I even on, the like less than great ones are are good. Yeah, honestly, I would say that that from Women on the Verge, even like the lesser '90 ones are still totally watchable. Totally. And then, like we once we get into all about my mother, we're off to the races. Yeah, yeah. yeah then we're into great territory. Yeah, we're like masterpieces, like yeah. consecutive masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, and I thought this was a totally like just fun, Super. interesting kind of mystery half thriller sort of. Did, did Penelope Cruz's performance jump out at you at all? Like to me, that's the that's my big. That's oh, my big bug. I loved I liked her. It. I, I liked her a lot. I love her. her. She's and she's great in his movies. I just feel like oh, was yeah. this the one that I, I feel like she but, should have won for Volver. I know, but that would have taken away from Helen Mirren and the Queen. Oh my god, put a pin in it. That that was a tough year. <laughs> tough 2008 was a rough year cuz it was like we have powerhouse performances like around uh, the board. Fuck. I was so happy by her <laughs> nomination in this group. I was just like I, I was so pleasantly surprised that she was nominated in not a super showy part, but a part that, like... I don't even know what I want to say. I, I'm I, sorry, I, did you I, like I to switch into pajamas? Her. These jeans are not working for me. <laughs> These oh. jeans are not working for me. Is that your new Bond song? He's gonna change into PJs. I'm sorry. Uh, Octopussy, <laughs> teacher of my genes. Who's still listening at two two forty at this point? We're I at... feel bad for all of you. <laughs> the Hang Oscars the are phone. so long. How about this podcast? Hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Oscars are too long. What should we have? Should we have, have edited the the James Bond song twenty minute uh, divergence that we had? Do you think that's the part that needs to go? Penelope Cruz is wonderful in Parallel Mothers. I know. What did you think of Parallel Mothers? Just... I, you know, it wasn't my favorite of his films, but I liked... There's, there's this thing he does. He creates this sort of, like, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to, like, be part of them. Okay. Like, I, I want to be their friends. Yeah. I and I know her. Like I I know this woman. They're in cr- crazy 
pe- the people in this movie are always in crazy circumstances, but it's all relatable. But and it's, it's all grounded. relatable, and it's all very, very grounded. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get swept up a little bit in like, oh my God, I want that kitchen. I mm. want, you know, like, there's a scene Talk about where, a bit like, of production design. Produ- but it's like, it's all so purposeful yeah. about who that character is. You know, like, there's a scene where she's, like... The art they have on their Making walls. a, um... Like, she's, like, doing a little salad, like, a little, like... Like, a little appetizer thing. Yeah. And it's the most beautiful... Like, I, was, like, I just want to eat that. Yeah. If you notice, there's a big piece of, um... Prosciutto that's, like, on her shelf oh. that's covered in a sheet. Oh, I miss that. No, I love it. And it's, like, a... Huge piece of leg. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I'm like, that tells you I'm a lot like, about who this character is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, he thinks about all that stuff. I loved her sneakers in it. I love the. I always love his costumes. I just, um, I get wrapped up in his, the, the world that he's creating for yeah. us. I like that he, he he's able to do layers. Like, because mothers is the, this whole movie yeah. is a play on like what is mothers? mothers. Yeah, and like the what one is... mother that's the actress is so great. The young one? No, no, no. the young mother's mother. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who's yeah. like the actress? Yeah, which is just like it's another way to show motherhood. Yeah, like I don't know. You, could, I think actually, parallel mothers and the lost daughter would be a great double feature. Mm. Well, I mean, all of these best actress nominees are like. I'd love to talk about the category, but, you know, Dad nope, says... No, we can't yeah, do that. Too bad you can't. Shh, Dad's back. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, I dropped my pen and my wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, boy. Here we go. My least favorite movie of the Oscar season with oh, two wait, wait. nominations. Real fast. Eyes of Tammy Faye, directed by Michael Showalter. Yeah. Of the state fame and uh, Hello, My Name is Doris. I just want to say, good for him. Which, yeah, I haven't seen Hello, My Name is Doris, but it, I, he... I, I liked he, Hello, My Name is Doris. He's not a too. virtuoso director, but I think he's become, like, a really good, like, acting coach director. Yeah, he's he, he's going to come up with something good. Like, keep giving that guy work. Yeah, so, it, like, this kind of, like, bumped, like... Uh, Doris up in my watch list, because I was like, oh, he, he knows how to... I recommend it. I liked it. Also, you're going to think the guy is hot, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, just watch it. Oh, wait, he's on um, New Girl. Oh, Schmidt? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he is hot. He takes his shirt (laughs) off a lot. He does in New Girl, I think, too. And there's a lot of homoeroticism in New Girl. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Nick and Schmidt are, are the real. Yeah. Like, mm. Those, are, the those new, are the ones that are meant to be. They're together. the real new girls? Yeah. Okay. Um, God, that show took a nosedive. I never watched it. The first two seasons are great. And what made her seven new? Seasons. Uh, she moves in to a loft and she's the newest roommate. But is she still new after two years, two seasons? Oh, no, no, no. So and they should have changed the show to girl. not that new girl and to, then to, to just girl. Girl. Yeah. Girl in loft. Anyway. All right. I, I'm curious because I know that we have at least one theater kid here. <laughs> My least favorite movie of the Oscar season. Tick, tick, boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With two nominations. Tick, tick, boom. <laughs> oh, my God, I hated this movie. I hated this movie. Oh. It, like, like I, it was when I was like, oh, I should watch this. It was kind of like down to this or flee. And I was like, and this was uh, last night. Not was, drive my car. <laughs> Well, I, I, I pushed, like, what, I pushed what was, to get him to, to watch it before this uh, episode. It was like what was like streaming for free and like Tick, Tick, Boom's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, do I want to watch Tick, Tick, Boom or Flea or should I just watch Titan for a third time? Like kind of like half jokingly and like three minutes into Tick, Tick, Boom, I was like, I've made a huge mistake. Oh, no. Should have watched Titan again. It was unbearable for me. How do you feel about Andrew Garfield's performance? Because that's what we should talk about. Like, he does, like, I think embody, like, especially on 
having watched Eyes of Tammy Faye recently, I'm like, you know what? Andrew Garfield's got some chops. Like, he can do different types of roles. I think Jonathan Larson is a garbage person, though. <laughs> I think he's wildly irresponsible. I think he pulls other people into his own personal drama. I think he has no sense of propriety. And I think he writes shit musicals. Mm. Like he's... Welcome to theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He did remind me of a lot of people I went at great lengths to avoid in my college years. Like, I it... love how, I love how like there's such a backlash on rent, even with like theater kids where you're like at first when you watch it, you're like, yeah, fuck that. But then like you watch it, you know, two or three more Pay times. Pay your fucking like, rent. What? what makes you special? <laughs> it, it, like the, the way that he writes things is like everyone is the center of their own universe. And like in his plays, there's like a harmony that like for whatever reason happens. But it's like in reality, all these people would be at odds with one another because they're all the most selfish people on the planet. Mm. I, I like, yeah, it was this bad combination of like, I think Jonathan Larson is terrible. Like and I think what he head. makes is terrible. It really like bothered me. There was one scene where like Judith Light says something funny. I was like, okay, <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. And that was it. Did it, you see it? I haven't watched it yet. I will What'd you say think? I had a very hard time with it because I think... I watched it and I was like, oh, this is for, this is for the theater kid out there. But I know and the premise. No, just, be- let me finish. Let me finish. It is a piece of film, which theater kids don't get very much about the process of writing, creating something for the stage. But I, and I think that it very accurately depicts that struggle, that sort of like inner, um, misogyny, that inner, uh, selfishness, that inner, like tunnel vision, that inner, like, it's all about what I need to express. And for me, watching it was, like, kind of horrifying because I was like, oh, my God, you're depicting this in such a great way and most accurate way, and it's making me, like, almost embarrassed. And... But isn't that's that just what I theater? <laughs> that's what I think it did actually really really well. I did, I found it to be kind of like irresponsible almost. It was like yes, you should but, be irresponsible with your money. You should forego other people's thoughts and feelings. You should well, pursue your goals at any cost despite what other people say because eventually you'll have rent. And you'll be remembered romantically by all these like and, legions of theater goers, and, and that is worthwhile in the end. And that's no where matter who I, you step on. And that's where the, the well, he couldn't step on anyone. He was powerless the whole movie. Th- that's mm. where I I very much girlfriend. so that's where I very much said, listen, we're all looking at this from from like, well, this is what happened after. Tick tick boom is its own story. And it's its own uh, creation that he did before, just let me, before Rent. Yeah. The thing that I think that they kind of like, you know, put in there were things that to kind of create the story of who Jonathan Larson was with Rent and that it, it, to kind of more well round out the story. Take off the hard edges a little. Yeah. Mm. And I, and to me, I saw right through it. I was like, oh, so we're all supposed to like be so enamored with this person because he made this piece of art that now is so regarded as like mind blowing. But he hadn't even written it at the time of this particular 
piece it lionizes him before yeah yeah, tick tick boom is a semi-autobiographical play that jonathan larson wrote wrote about a show prior to rent before like Like he hasn't been able to make his make something right no 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 it's it's about this other show that he tried to do suburbia 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 yeah And, and it's and it's tick but Tick, Tick, Boom is its own piece of theater about this other show. I mean, I love meta, but you guys are losing well, me well, here. Well, no, it's like the, the play essentially ends, and there's like a coda about how Rent went on to like define a new theater or a new generation of like musical and it's, theater. And it, I... So it has nothing to do with Rent. You could take Rent out right, of it, right, and right. it would still be its own separate entity. But it's like, I watch it, and it's like... One, Jonathan Larson seems like a garbage human just based on what I'm seeing. Yeah, it sounds like divorced. the Fountainhead. Is. A, but, a Fountainhead, except no one's successful. Like, <laughs> but what I will but it's say... Like, I read the Fountainhead and like I don't care about other people. My work is what's most important. And then you top it off with I... That type of show tunes gives me hives. But... And but, so, like the there's no way you could put that music in any incarnation. Yeah. And I would like it. It's but just not possible. That, so... But I will say it was trying to do something. And I think that the audience that it was directed to really liked it. And I've seen some people really express a lot of gratitude towards it. But that makes me upset. Because I'm like, we shouldn't be encouraging this sort of bad behavior. Well, but again, welcome to being an artist. I was going to say in theater. I haven't seen it, but I know like the premise, and that is like the creative urge, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so in that way, I appreciate what it did, and there is this beautiful moment, and I think most people who are not theater people would be like. Well, I don't know. I th- think I know that person. I don't know. But that Sunday number in the diner. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was nice for all the cameos, but I hated the song. Well, that song is a Sondheim song. Oh, well. From ooh. Sunday in the Park with George. Oh, that's why it was all like dotted at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I so, didn't like that song either. So, so, so it was a very, um, it was. That's why I'm saying like it's very like made for a very certain audience. And if you're not it, you might not like it. Yeah, mm. I, I, and I, and I'm not saying that I loved it. I'm not saying that I loved it. I'm just saying like I watched it. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is. So many people will love this for what yeah, it's it, showing. Like, it's not inaccurate. And I will say, like, Garfield, like, becomes, like, that theater kid. Like, I've, like, I've and seen... And you watch videos of uh, Jonathan Larson, and you're like, oh, my God, John, uh, Andrew Garfield I mean, I've been to one-man shows that are like this, you know, where it's, like... And there's nothing worse to me songs. than a one-man show. There's no, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing worse. What... What if you're starring? So, some in one it? person shows can be good. Well. Lily Tomlin has a great one person show. Like, yeah, but not everyone's Lily Tomlin, and no. Lily Tomlin didn't write it. Oh, her partner, or they co-wrote it together. No, no, really. She wrote Jane. Uh, her, her partner wrote the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Re- I thought they co-wrote it. I no. thought they collaborated on it. Mm. Oh, okay. Never mind them. Um, but yeah. So, but that's I, my. I, I, yeah, Garfield wow, does lots a good... of thoughts on Tick Tick Boom. This Ooh. is great. I, I mean, I always I want really... you to watch it just because it's let's it's, pause. It's, it's super cringy. Tick Tick Boom. But no, I feel like story. it was cringy in like Belfast. really good ways. I've come real close to watching it many times. I've like hovered over the play and then been like, I don't know. I will watch it. I'll watch I, it right now. I was gonna say because, like, to be fair, I hated Rent too. Like, I only saw the the Chris Columbus movie of it. I've never like seen it live or seen a. Well, it is funny. it's funny like how I mean, much you get caught up and swept up in I mean, it, like with live theater when I've seen it it's like yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but then like yeah you get back and you're like wait a minute very rarely do I think that like something like Rent is captured accurately in a movie so like I've always kind of been like the movie just could have done it poorly but I mean I, when I was in high school when it came out same and it was junior high. such 
a phenomenon. It was huge. Oh yeah. And it was like it I, I went to Creative Performing Arts High School and let me tell you. Oh. It not gonna was, pay one thousand everyone knew the like one thousand one thousand everyone Ugh. it was and so so in a lot of ways i watched it i was very touched by it and also bothered and troubled and like cringy and all of it but i did appreciate that it was like oh this movie really is for so a certain audience. I do have a question. Like, if you are like a Jonathan Larson type, do I sing? No, I don't. <laughs> I couldn't. No, Jared, I couldn't give possibly. Us give us a few. Do I sing? <laughs> Glory, Octopussy. one song before I go. 